straight, straight from South Africa. South Africa. This is the strange and mysterious world with your hosts, Lee Straightman, William Collinson. Collinson. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of Strange and Mysterious World. We are your hosts, Lee Stratham and William Collinson. Afternoon, Will. How's things going on your side? Yeah, all good, Lee. How are you doing this? That side. Great. Thank you very much. What's Cape Town weather doing today? Jesus, it's so hot, man. It's really nice, dude. I've just um, I've been surfing so much this week. I've been going for like two-hour surfs when my daughter's at uh, school because I haven't had a freelance job coming in the last week so it's been a great week i've just been surfing non-stop i'm like actually exhausted from surfing it's amazing oh, really okay yeah so you reckon it's hot but us it's uh kind of it's currently raining <laughs> so, okay yeah <laughs> so it's nice and cool you nice run in the rain today five k's in the rain yeah i do i actually enjoy it i prefer to then running in the heat but you think it's nice hot? and yeah. no yeah and the dogs enjoy it as well Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. So today's discussion, we, we may have a, a double header, but um, for now, we're going to be chatting about the the pyramids and the kind of pyramids around the world. With no further ado, uh, we're going to be chatting about the obvious, which are our pyramids in Giza. What uh, what do you, before I carry on, Will? What what is your do you do you have what, what is your knowledge on the pyramids and? Well. Um... Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've I've listened to you know all of the different kind of theories of it, you know, being like an energy generator. I mean, I don't I don't buy that uh, that that story of it being a tomb at all. That um, I mean, it's just it just seems so far from. Well, I mean, why they would make it a tomb? But but I mean, what I do like is I mean, I, I've obviously you know with Graham Hancock's work and uh, and uh, Robert Shock when um, now, you know that in Anthony West. I remember Anthony West. I liked Anthony West's work a lot because, like, he also goes into the mystery schools and he talks a lot about the mystery schools of um, Egypt. I mean, he's got that. He's a wonderful series, Magic. What's it called? Magical Egypt. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I love that thing so much. And um, and he, I mean, he said that there was uh, erosion on the back of the Sphinx. I remember he was reading some book and, and there was some other archaeologists or something they said there was this erosion on the back of the sphinx that was beyond fifteen thousand years or something i don't know thirty thousand years whatever so he brought out that robert shock guy to come over look at the back of the sphinx and he and robert shock said yeah no this the erosion is definitely or he said it's 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 definitely older than fifteen thousand years but it could be like thirty thousand years you don't really know how to tell but the erosion does be but it has to have be fifteen thousand years of of heavy rainfall to make that so I mean, like, I mean, how? When was the last time it's been heavy rainfall in the probably in the in Egypt? It's probably been I don't know. Twelve thousand BC. Twelve thousand BC was the the last. So the last time apparently. So I just thought that was very, and, and obviously Robert Shock's like career. I mean, he had a tenure at a university there at, uh, in America. I don't know if it was um, one of those prestigious universities, and then he almost got thrown out of the university for for even making that announcement i mean it was such mm. a huge um, thing that happened and it was and um i just found it just so fascinating that that like if, um you know if you just bring facts to the to the modern the modern narrative of archaeology they will just absolutely go berserk i mean it's just their opinion you know like i mean even with modern archaeology i just found it so amazing that um 
it's just it's all a theory anyway i mean it's like they they carbon date like a they find something out of the ground and they find like a beetle or like a piece of coal or something there that's they've dug next to the pottery they found and they've they carbon date that and then they say like okay well that now we that thing is three thousand carbon date is so it's not even like very accurate anyway and they say okay well, that thing's three thousand years old because we found this dead beetle here next to the piece of pottery and then that's how they do it and then when you so it's all a th- it's it's all a theory, a theory anyway. So so like why 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 is my theory like just because I didn't spend you know six years learning about someone else's theory and I bring other evidence to the table? Why why am I getting like um, you know totally um, bashed for it? What do you call it when the intuition burns you at the stake? Yeah. Really? So the the, the, the... The issue, Will, is um, you know when when somebody's been given a narrative and they and they believe that narrative, that's where it stays. So when somebody else comes up with an alternative idea of how things may have come around, they get whacked one way. They get put back down to to even not even size. They get put back down to baby size. So people are people were in those days quite scared to come forward with information. Say, hey, listen, there there might be a different theory. Because all the archaeologists, remember those, there's archaeologists and the, the Egyptologists and those things, they would have the say. And um your your career would hold on what they were what you know, what they would come back and say to you. So they could they they held the career, the, your career in their hands. So if you had a slightly different idea, you better not say anything. Rather just keep it to yourself and go along with narrative. But the problem is since then, there has been a lot of people to challenge. Uh, what we believe, and I'll give you this. I'll give you a stupid example. So apparently, according to the Egyptologists and the archaeologists, the very first pyramid that was built in Egypt was the Pyramid of Djoser. Okay, that's in Saqqara. I've actually been there. It's the Step Pyramid. Uh, it's quite a quite a famous pyramid. It was uh, this. Okay, so you remember you you mentioned earlier about the tombs. Okay. A lot of the pyramids actually have bodies in them, but there's certain ones that don't, and I'll explain the reasons for that. But so this one, yeah, uh, this one was for uh, the king or the pharaoh Jossa. Uh, apparently, it was uh, it was built in 2630 BC, around about there. So it makes it over four and a half thousand years old. Okay, the one they then started developing. 500 years later is when they say, all right, the, pyramid of, the, the, the pyramids of Giza, which are the true pyramids, because they're not the step pyramids, they were then built. All right? But the problem with that is two pyramids that were built thereafter went back to step pyramids. So that is like saying you went from the penny farthing, the bicycle, you then managed to develop the BMW X3 series. All right, and then you went back down to the penny farthing. <laughs> it makes no sense that that acts that way of thought and the people and their idea about it just it's absolutely ridiculous. Human beings do not go backwards. If you've if you have if you've developed something, it only gets better. All right, so let's take for example your computers. The first computers came. It took I think it was like. It was a story, one story building that is now equal to these things that we hold in our hands. Okay. These things in our hands, these cell phones, are actually more powerful than what the rocket 
was that took the guys up to the uh, to the moon. So we get better and better and better, and we we evolve in such a way that things get smaller. They get, uh, you know what I mean. The designs get better. It doesn't go from having this now, and then next year we are back to the telegraph. But that makes no sense. Uh, the way that these these Egyptologists and the archaeologists, and I'm sorry to say this, for maybe you, we might have the guys, uh, some of them listening. But their information is so, so wrong. And I don't think they understand what the hell they're actually talking about. So the pyramids of Giza, the, the, the main pyramids, there was no bodies. There was no mummies found in them. There was no text found in the pyramids. Okay. The, I'll tell you what happened in the, in the early 1800s. Okay with some text that was found in the pyramid. But prior to that, no text was found. They actually didn't know who built it. It was a complete mystery. All right. The other pyramids, like the Pyramid of Jossa, that has got uh, uh, pyramid text. The pyramid that came thereafter has got pyramid text. The Red Pyramid doesn't have, which is the true pyramid, doesn't have. Great Pyramid and the Pyramid of Khufu doesn't have. All right. No bodies were found there. Now, my theory on this is, these pyramids were built prior to the other pyramids that were built. Okay. When the Egyptians landed up, well, the Egyptians as we knew them then, when they landed up coming into Egypt, they saw these things and they tried to replicate. They couldn't replicate. So they went with the basics. All right. So these things, in my opinion, they were, yeah, they were there way, way before. All right. And there's a reason why I'll say that now. But for, for now, let's just, let's just say that they arrived there. These things were there. The Sphinx, everybody says, oh, no, it was a lion, lion's head before it was uh, the king. Um, I think it's Khufu that's, that's heads on there. It wasn't a lion because the way that that Sphinx sits, it's a dog stance. It sits like a dog. And the only other animal that we know that was quite prevalent in Egypt was Anubis, the dog-headed god, one of the big pointy ears. So the theory to that is that that was actually Anubis, the statue of Anubis, not of uh, a liar. Uh, uh, so, yeah, because that's what Graham Hancock's thing was. He said it, it could have been a lion because it, 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 30, well, I don't know how many years ago, but the procession of the earth, it would have, mm. Leo would have rose in that constellation in, on the equinox where the, the, where the Sphinx was facing. 30,000 years mm. ago, so that's why he thought it was a lion. But that's, that's very interesting. That it's, uh, yeah, so that, that's, that I reckon uh, was probably for, following Sirius, the star, the dog star. Look, some, a lot of the stuff that Graham Hancock and Robert Bobal and those guys, the stuff that they, they come up with is actually pretty good. But some of it I, I disagree with. They did. So let's go back to the, the Great Pyramid. There was a colonel by the name of Howard Weiss. He was a, a, British, a British colonel, and he was a... Uh, an archaeologist. They were in Egypt and they were busy doing their um, archaeology, obviously. Now, the issue was he was running out of funds and he had an assistant with him, a guy by the name of Mr. Hill. What did Mr. Hill do? This is a theory. Mr. Hill went into the Great Pyramid, took some red oak paint and painted inscriptions in the pyramid. 
So when the team went in the next few days, they all of a sudden found these cartouches and these writings in red ochre in the Great Pyramid. Yeah. So now those cartouches apparently state, yeah, they state that it's actually Khufu. So this that's why they say, okay, these three pyramids now were developed in Khufu's time, because this is now the evidence. That evidence, I'm sorry to say, is shit evidence. Because A, we know the oak was in problems. B, red ochre, the paint that they used, they, they apparently carbon dated it. You cannot carbon date red ochre. You cannot carbon date ochre paint because there is no carbon in ochre paint. Okay, so that theory that they carbon dated it is absolute bullshit. This oak, my opinion, this guy went in, he forged the stuff because apparently some of the guys that went in later to go and actually read the writings that he had actually did on the, the wall, which was like a baby. It was terrible. You must remember the Egyptians, when they, when they did stuff, they did it with ingenuity. They carved the stuff out in the walls. I mean, this stuff was there. It was made to last hundreds of thousands or even thousands of years. They're not going to just go with a paintbrush and go and paint something on there. That was not what they did. Okay, so there again, that's another thing to say, look, that's absolutely bullshit. This came after. That came after those pyramids were built. He went in, he got funding, and obviously he carried on with his, uh, with his life. The name on the inscription on the cartouche. Now, cartouche is what they found. It's like a, an inscription that the king or the god's name is almost like in like a pill. If you see them on a, on a wall relief, it almost looks like there's a name and then it's like almost surrounded by a semicircle. I don't know if you've seen those things. That always represents a king's name or a god's name. But the king's name that was in there, or the god's name, was actually, um, it was called Raufa, I think it was. So the, the, the guy that actually spelled the thing actually couldn't even spell properly. You know, you know what I'm saying? He didn't even know hieroglyphics himself. He was obviously hoping that no one would ever figure it out. But the whole, the, the name is even wrong. So we know, all right, so going back to the thoughts, those pyramids were there way prior to the Egyptians building their first pyramids. Now we step back a little bit. Boom. There was definitely a pyramid-building uh, pyramid civilization prior to when the Egyptians were building their pyramids. As example, the, the Jossa Pyramid, which was built four and a half thousand years ago. So these were there, right, lacquer. So now what do we do? What do we find? The three pyramids in Giza align to Orion's Belt. Where else do we find that? Two, right across South America, Teotihuacan. The pyramids in Teotihuacan line up with, guess where? Orion's Belt. Let me think, okay, well, that's a bit of a, that's a, bit of a coincidence, uh, is it? Is it a coincidence? Or did these guys have communication with each other way back? Because you must remember now, I've been to Teotihuacan as well. The main pyramid in Teotihuacan is no inscriptions inside it. So no one knows when this thing was built. Well, it's full. Yeah, no one knows. Wow. Now you go to where else? Where else have they found pyramids? China. China. Yeah. Wow. China. And guess what those pyramids in China are aligned with? Orion's Belt. Wow. Okay, so now we've, we've got something that's familiar. It's not just a coincidence now. Now there's, there is a pattern. What was Orion's Belt? What was the significance? Yes, the Egyptians, Orion's Belt, uh, had, um, you know, they believed that Osiris, the god of uh, the dead, resided there. Okay, but what was what was it? 
how many times do we get these stories from these abduction cases where the aliens came from Orion? Yeah. How many times? Yeah, lots, yeah. It's a lot. Okay. So we started to get these almost these similarities around all these different um uh, whether it be uh, you're in China now, you are in Egypt, you are in South America. There's just too many similarities to put this off as just a, a huge coincidence. There was definitely a pre-civilization. The ancient alien idea. I love the program, by the way. I love ancient aliens because uh, I've I've been to nearly every single one of those um, sites that they've actually that they've shown. So I absolutely love that program. I do, but I think they got a bit uh, misunderstanding. Do are aliens? Do they exist? Yes, without a doubt. Did they build the pyramids? No. Okay, because we're taking away ingenuity of of ancient human and a, and a civilization that let's 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 say Atlantis was true, uh, with like all these guys are saying, Herodotus and Plato and all the guys are saying there was a place called Atlantis. Let's say that was true. What technologies would these guys have had? If they were able to move things with sound vibration, which, by the way, is what we actually starting to figure out now, we are able to start levitating things. Yes, they're small things for now, but we are able to levitate. We are figuring out technologies that they had already figured out many, many, many moons ago. We are only refiguring it out now. What's the possibility that they were able to move massive blocks of stone with sound? High possibility. What's the possibility that then the the people, the ancient civilization that or the pre-civilization, like I like to call them, uh, were able to move around the planet? Easy. I mean, every single if you go to the Mahabharata, if you go to the Bible, if you go to the Quran, it all talks about these weird spaceships that are with angels that are flying around in the skies and they're landing here and they're landing there. What if they weren't angels? All the way through the Bible, through all the ancient texts, it talks about these beings that were able to fly around in this funny craft. I'm not saying they're extraterrestrials. I'm saying they're pre-civilization, a civilization that were here on earth and were able to manipulate certain things. And perhaps we saw them as gods, but no, they're not aliens. Did they manage to get out of space? Yes, um, but they're definitely from earth. The interesting fact, again, like I was saying with regards to the pyramids, and I know we're talking about the pyramids, my opinion is all of these were built by pyramid-building civilization all around the world. You've got the same type of stuff, except for the Giza pyramid, the three of them, and then the red pyramid. And I think there's a pyramid in Bosnia, but no one's sure about that Bosnian pyramid. I think they're still kind of humming and hawing. And apparently, they found the same type of pyramids out in the Antarctic. Okay. What do you What do you think happened to the, everyone that it's they disappeared? Well, I think it's the whole deluge story. So um, you know, whether it was a massive flooding, um, you know, if you if you heard the stories of Atlantis and and uh, what happened with them, they got a bit greedy and they got a bit out of sorts and they were fighting with each other all the time. You know, it, it became a bit of a thing, and the guys. Apparently got flooded out overnight. Apparently Atlantis sank overnight. Um, but I think a lot of them got off world and managed to kind of find their way into the stars and those kind of things. And perhaps hung around, waited for the uh, the deluge to subside. Um, it could have also been during the Ice Age. It might have been a catastrophe that happened you know, where the whole bloody Earth just became 
like one big ball of ice. Uh, they managed to sit around uh, out in space for some time and, and restart civilization. And that's kind of how we how we see them as gods, but they're actually not gods. It's just um, it's us, us, but just a little bit more advanced. Well, a hell of a lot more advanced. Yeah, sure. Huh? Hmm. But, um, you know what I found quite fascinating is that because like we can never really see with archaeology how what actually happened or like what, except for digging up stuff and looking at dead bugs next to the pottery and, and stuff like that. Um, what, so I always think like, you know, you've got to turn to the psychics <laughs> and people yeah. like astral travel or like remote view and something and actually like go and look at it. So I remember um, Cordley Brown, I don't know if you've ever seen his, it's called Farsight. It's like he's got a remote viewing program. Um, it's like a website uh, and it, it, you can actually learn how remote view on there, but the, the, he's here. Yeah, it, well, I loved it, his stuff that was uh, made like quite a few, quite when he first started, because he had these uh, two amazing remote viewers, Daz Smith, and um, oh man, I forgot what the other guy's name is, but he um, he sounds he sounds Australian, the name Daz. Daz. No, he's actually <laughs> British. Yeah, he's British. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, Dick Algar. There we go. So yes, so Courtney. Courtney Brown had this wonderful, well, he has got this wonderful remote viewing site called Farsight. Um, and I mean, I really loved the stuff back in the day that he did because he had a old Dad Smith and, and Dick Algai, which are, I think, two of the best, um, is it, uh, two of the best remote viewers that are public. Because I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the best ones. Um, I mean, I, I forgot what that other guy that's on the CIA that's also gone public now. Anyway, but so the, I'm sure there's lots of them that's, you know, obviously, I, I think with obviously when a remote viewing went, when the CIA stopped doing the remote view, well, they said they stopped doing the remote view and they closed the project down. They're obviously using contractors, they contract people into do remote viewing for them. Farsight had Daz Smith and, and and Dick Algar, and they were incredible. And what was so cool is that they, he, Courtney Brown would give them a project to, to remote view. And then there was two of them. So it was so cool to see um, that you would see what uh, Daz Smith, and also remember remote viewing, you just get a number. You just say remote view this number. So you don't know what you're actually remote viewing. So when you see the data coming back from like uh, uh, Daz Smith, and then you see the data coming back from Dick Alga, and it matches, that's really interesting. Because then you're like, wow, okay, both of them are getting the same kind of data. So this must be something to it, you know? And obviously the you know what happened with, with um the Farsight Institute, people started complaining. Why is it these two white male uh remote viewers like this whole woke thing going on? So so then Courtney Brown changed the whole thing and he just hired black females. What a hard like now he's got this whole if you go into the Farsight Institute now, it's just like these black females and his son. Um, which uh, is uh, is like a mixed race. So it's these three. It's the, new, it's the new team. Is that the new team? So this is the new team. And everybody was always wondering, like, why does he have all these black, sexy women and these lovely cut, low cut outfits? And I mean, they look, you know, they look very hot. And um, yeah. And and, and <laughs> but like, and then when, when you, you, if you follow him, but he starts telling you like, no, because he wants to make it like a. He wants to make it like a like a he wants it to be like a Netflix channel or whatever, and he's trying to incorporate it so like the, the people look like models or like movie stars. I don't know, he's got this whole thing going on about trying to be a streaming platform for his remote viewing channel. 
But yeah, the stuff's pretty cool. I mean, if you go on and look at it, and it's great because now he's got like more people. There's like sometimes like four people doing a project or five people, and you can you can match the data. So it's still very good. But I just love Daz and 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 um, and and Nick Alga. But they went on their own stuff. Now they're doing the thing called Crypto Viewing, which is also there's some really cool stuff. Oh yeah, and their Hellfire project, the Hellfire project, is really cool. And it's got them and Desmond and, and three other guys. And a guy named Edward and like and another. And then there's some really interesting projects that kind of over there. But anyway. To get back to the pyramids, sorry, that was a long way to get to the pyramids. But anyhow, <laughs> did they remote view the pyramids? They did a remote view of the pyramids when they were there. Okay, fascinating, man. Like, and and they got the shape and everything in the pyramids. And then, the, uh, like Dick Algar was saying, like, no, that there was genetically modified humans that built the pyramids, but the, like not built the pyramids. They went to mine the stone, and like they yeah. had to have these masks, but they weren't like uh, uh like a uh, Jeez, it's bringing up the word mask now in the last few years of mask stuff. It's like not not, not the uh, not the COVID masks. <laughs> not all the what's that? Um, not Fauci's masks. These masks were like um, <laughs> these masks were like uh, proper like uh, um, um, like yeah. proper air masks to, yeah, to give like uh, intelligent masks or something. And like, but the but the these beans were like only like. Um, genetically made so they weren't that intelligent they would just work her things and they would actually work themselves to death so they would go into this thing and they would just mine rock and mine rock until that the there was no more oxygen or the, the fumes or whatever was so intense that the masks would stop working and these things would just die what they both saw was that there was these blocks they, they saw blocks huge blocks they were just moved along and they said that they, they couldn't determine if it was sound or it was some kind of vibration or it was something that was moving these rocks, but the the, the person that was like uh, uh, like um, was guarding Controlling it, it. would just would just stand next to it and kind of just push it. And what it was, so it was like floating on something or like sound or vibration or something, and they would just kind of just float it around like that. Okay. And then, um, geez, I'm trying to think what Aldez's conclusion was with his, but uh, uh, I remember Dick's one was that. He just saw that it was this most spectacular amount of like energy, like the Ouroboro, like lights in Iceland or whatever, you know, in the sky, the green light, but it was yeah. the pyramids. Remember, they just they just get a number. They don't get told what they don't get yeah. told. This is their data, their psychic data to come with for people that don't know what remote being is specifically. So so this is this is what he's coming up with. And he's saying, like, no, okay, there's this, this pyramid, there's three of them, you can see the three or whatever, and there's all this light, all of light, like just coming off of it. And the whole town, everyone just stands in awe, just watching in this spectacular, like, um, like awe as this because this thing just lets off all this colorful light going into the sky. So that's okay. what he came out with the thing. And I can't remember what Daz is one, but a lot of the stuff like matched up, which I just found fascinating. So um yeah, so I just think the, the only way you can really get to the bottom of the stuff is to do it through some kind of um, psychic um, luck. Yeah. Look, I think it's going to be it's it's going to be difficult for the guys to prove their things, especially when you're up against nut and bolt. The guys have to see, you know, it's got to be shown. But the problem is, you know, the things that they've been taught in um, at archaeology school is incorrect anyway. So. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it would be completely wrong. I mean, you were mentioning earlier the Sphinx dating back to 
probably about 13,000 BC because the watermarks uh, that was around it. And the only time that that would happen was probably around 13,000 BC. So I think all our timelines are wrong. And, you know, archaeology is wrong. Do you must remember also some years back, back into the 80s, I think, that even the Christians thought that humanity was only 6,000 years old. Yeah. That's back 4,000 BC where everything was happening. Uh, and archaeology kind of was pointing to the fact that uh, human beings or we only started developing in Sumeria. But the Sumerians are, are just the beginning of something that, was, that happened long prior to them. Because you must remember in Sumeria, the guys already understood mathematics, they understood science, they understood astrology, they understood astronomy, they understood everything. And that just that doesn't happen overnight. That is information that comes down over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of well, learning and understanding. Especially the precession of the earth. I mean, those guys knew what the precession of the earth were like thousands of years ago. The precession of the earth 100%. takes 25,000 years to do. So, I mean, we'd have to go through probably a 25,000 year process of learning, okay, well, those stars line up with that and come back to that person place in the, in the line of the, you know, those rocks there to kind of work that out, unless there was some kind of advanced mathematics there that they could actually work that out. But I mean, we've only worked that out like in, a, in the last few hundred years. So, you know, you know, obviously what our modern, we call modern society, because we just think that we've more advanced than, than the world's ever been before. But what, but I just think it's so sad, like the gateholders of our, our you know, of, of the knowledge that we've been we've been um, fed down our throats at the moment. Like, it's just so sad that, I mean, with any new data that comes, they just completely freak out and they don't want to even look at it all. Like, and I mean, it's just so sad because, I mean, you, we could be missing out on so much thing if they could just take some of the new stuff and just like become with an open mind and look at it and, and say like, okay, well, you know, there's new data, let's have a look at it and let's just check maybe, I mean, because we've been wrong so many times before through uh, through the past. I mean, why are you so certain that it's that is that what it's 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 all figured out and that's what it is? I mean, it's just I find it so frustrating. And also another yeah. thing about that the the, the the pyramids was that they've got that list of the kings that have gone. It's like a thirty thousand year lineage of kings, like that they've got written on that one thing. And then when the scholars that think they know everything, they look at this and they go, "No, well, they obviously got the timing wrong, and they they would calculate it with the moon cycles, and they you know there was kind of some kind of." I can think to try some excuse come yeah. the way to, to try and to manipulate it back to the way that they think it should be. But I mean, it always sounds so ridiculous because it's clearly marked there that the years of these kings and which the years they're in, and it goes back 30,000 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, the, yeah, the king's list. Yeah, I've heard of it. But again, when, you, uh, when you're farting in the wind, uh, <laughs> It doesn't. It gets. No, it gets no, blown it's away. <laughs> it gets blown away. Then <laughs> <laughs> I can smell your your good part, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know that's but that's the problem, unfortunately. And you know a lot of the stuff falls into fringe science or pseudoscience, or and, until it becomes uh, an understanding, and until they actually figure out a way on how to measure it. If they can't measure it, it's pseudoscience, dude. Doesn't matter how much you are going to try and push for it. Uh, it's the same as remote viewing. It's a pseudoscience. It's it's not it's not recognized because they cannot measure it. It's not recognized. But the problem is, remote viewing is used by the governments. It's yeah. used by the CIA. It's used by the Russians. So there must be something to it. I mean, these guys are not going to be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars 
on a program that actually does nothing. So there's got to be something to it. And with, you know, I just feel that the whole idea of our history, we know nothing. We don't even know 10% of the real history of what's been there. We hear myths and stories and we and we blow them off to myths and stories, but a lot of it, in my opinion, I mean, you know, you know the story about Troy. Uh, when the Greeks invaded, uh, they tried to take Troy down with the with the Trojan horse. Yeah. Up until recently, that was seen as ah, oh, it's just a myth. Until they actually found Troy, they found Troy and they think, oh, hold on, uh, maybe it wasn't a myth. Maybe it's uh, actually true. So yeah. that and that has happened a lot. That happens so so often, dude. So, like I said, we we flailing around in the dark. We guessing, and until such time as we can actually find some sort of evidence we can change but even if evidence comes along and shows the way and says listen you are you're on a wrong path you actually don't know what you guys are talking about they won't accept it yeah they won't accept it because we are not part of their group we're not part of that uh, elite well, i can't even, even say elite because uh, some of their thoughts is like nowhere near elite but you know we're not we're not in that family so we we can't uh, they'll never accept the opinions of us uh, as laymen, as non-archaeologists. Look, the pyramid is, uh, has always been a, a significant um, thing in all of our, um, right up until today, the pyramids are very significant. And we're just finding more and more and more of them. So mm-hmm. the idea that there were pyramid builders uh, on, on the planet prior to the Egyptians, it's, it's becoming more and more evident that there was some sort of race that knew each other. Um, do, you, do you remember the Perry race map? Yes, yeah, that map that uh, they found that had uh, South uh, Antarctica uh, full of greenery and greenery. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he said he actually copied it from a, an older source. Yeah, and, and the stuff, the, the the contents and stuff that were found after that map, uh, hundreds of years after that map, they then then said, "Hey, now we found this." Meantime, this stuff has been discovered like way, 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 way back. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, it just makes so, me feel like maybe there is something that's 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 not like non-human or something that's that's just trying to actually suppress all of the all of this information for some agenda. Yeah, well, like we were saying last time on the agendas, there's definitely an agenda going on. I don't know why they're trying to keep us in the dark because I think uh, there are certain people that know the true history. Why they're trying to keep us in the dark? I don't know. Maybe it's bad news. Maybe it's like they want to keep it from us because they don't want us to start, you know, being yeah. depressed. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, these guys are like the the Scientologists. Um, you know, they they believe that uh, their God kind of captures the souls and brings it back down to earth. <laughs> Maybe it's something like that. It's like yeah, yeah, you can never escape. You can never escape the cycle. We're going to be living the same fucking cycle. I think it's a prison planet a lot of the time. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> But uh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, so then that's it uh, for us for today. Um, we will see you. Hopefully, we'll do a Christmas episode next week. Well, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we'll do a Christmas episode. So it'll be a couple of days before Christmas, but it'll get you into the Christmas spirit with Santa Claus bombing some people up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll chat. We'll chat about that. But um, yeah, thanks, Wolf, for joining us. Okay, cool. Um, that was fun. That yeah, was- cool, man. I like about it. And then thanks uh, to all you people for listening. We're getting to our 500 uh, download mark. Thanks, guys, for downloading. And yeah, until next time, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>